This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. For all, NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up, y'all? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm going to do my best to temper my tone um, and my volume because I am still away post-Thanksgiving in my family's home. But it's your girl, Nat, and I'm here with Justin. Uh, and yeah, this is Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. I truly have no desire to record a podcast right now. Like, the level... <laughs> of annoyance that I feel right now is is beyond high. And let me let me just say this as the um disclaimer. Cause I'm gonna be critical of the team today. I assume Justin will on some level too. I don't know. But because I'm not in his head. But just because I'm critical of the team, let me just say a few things at the outset and some of it will be said again later. Do I think they can still contend and win a championship? Yes, I do. The fact that I'm critical of them does not mean I want y'all in my mentions. So I'm like, they're pathetic. They're trash. They're this. Like, I don't know what you're expecting from me, but I'm not going to engage with that. And I'm often going to mute you. So stop doing it. Like, I don't talk about the team in that way. Like, I can criticize without calling them names and stuff like that. But like, that negative energy, I don't welcome it. And it's not just about the Warriors. I don't welcome negative energy like that in my life. So please stay out of my mentions with it. It annoys me. And if you wonder why I don't reply to you at times, you're likely muted or I'm just ignoring you. Like that shit is annoying. Okay. Facts. Same here. Now. Literally. Literally. It's just <laughs> the, the toxicity in the, the on the Twitter with the fan base has gotten way out of hand. So. Uh, yeah. Y'all are hella annoying. Okay. Now, to the positive people and the people who just want to, like, talk about what happened, that's what we're about to do. And so we appreciate y'all. Thank you for supporting us. Let's get into it. It's so much, Justin, to talk about today because me and you, we have some disagreements, too, on Twitter. So we got a lot to talk about. Okay. Let's start with this damn game. Let's start this game. A game, another game that the Warriors should have won. I got to tell you, I didn't care that much about the play-in. I truly have never cared about it. People think that, not the play-in, the right. in-season tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People think I'm saying that because the war, no, I, I truly never cared about it. Like the Kings, 
the Kings are a good team, so I'm really not trying to demean them. But yay, feel good. You finally beat the Warriors. Go compete in this tourney. You know, like the tournament, again, sure, it would be great, I suppose, to give them some early competition, you know, something to be competitive about and whatever. But at the end of the day, the Warriors are trying to win a championship. That's that's the goal. Um, and I'm sure the in-season tourney, maybe in time, will grow with prestige. But you don't have the nuggets in it. The Warriors aren't in it. And uh, yeah, I know the, the Celtics had to have a certain point differential, differential to make it this evening. They did pull that off, but they had to do that. You know, the Suns are a wild card. So it's like... A lot of the teams who we think will be there at the end, I don't know if the Lakers will or won't, but they are 4-0 and just lost by 44 points the other night. So <laughs> how much you want to read into the in-season tournament is up to you. It it definitely has um, made some of the games exciting, you know. Um, to me, the Warriors gave up the in-season tournament when they sat Steph when he got injured. And I get it that he was injured. But um, one of the games that he was injured for that he didn't play was an in-season tournament game. So once they sat him and they lost that, to me, I just assumed they were going to be out, you know? So because I felt like there's not that many games to qualify and like, I just don't feel like you can risk losing one, you know? Um, and so here they are. Um, so that's, that's how I feel about that now, about this game. They were up by 24 at one point, right, Justin? Is that correct? 24 yes. points? That is correct. Now, Leeds ebbs, Leeds ebb and flow, and they're not really safe. I didn't expect it to remain that high. Um, I really didn't. I, I really didn't think that they could beat the Kings by 12. I know that they have blown them out before in the past and all those things. I didn't think it was going to happen, though. I just didn't because... They, the Kings want to make the in-season tournament. They keep losing to the Warriors. So I just had a feeling it was going to be a competitive game. But that being said, I thought they would at least win the game. And they should have won the game. And they did not. And it's annoying because they had a 24-point lead. It's annoying because of how much they shot themselves in the foot. You know, you get a night where Wiggs is playing well. You get a night where Darren Fox is missing all these damn free throws. That's not going to happen again. Excuse me. He also shouldn't have had that many like free throws or any of them. Now, some of it was the fouls, like the refs. The refs were really bad tonight, and they lost control of the game. So there were, what, 50-plus fouls called in this game? Yep, something like that. Nasty, nasty business. But in general, between the fouling and then the turnovers, and I want to talk about Steph's turnovers for a second because, you know, there are people like, oh, Steph has had a lot of turnovers this this season, and he has to get them down because he normally averages about three yeah. for the season. So I'm pretty sure he's above that right now. But the one thing I want to say about Steph and again, I'm not trying to excuse them because some of them, you do have to be smarter. Like that that one that came right before Draymond, like he was being trapped. So he was trying to pass it out, but it was just too, 
it was too unsafe of a pass, but it's not just on him. Like he gets trapped and doubled and his teammates are not coming to him to help. Like when that's happening, right? If he's going to pass it out, you need to make sure you're getting yourself in a position. So the Kings player can't like jump in and steal the ball, you know? So um, it's like, I just need people to remember that Steph is usually uh, uh, many of his turnovers. He's being doubled. He's being trapped. He's has multiple bodies on him. Draymond Green's turnover right there was just careless. <laughs> and, and there was no reason for it. There were not multiple bodies on him. Mm-hmm. It was just being rushed and it was being careless. And I'm not here to compare like turnovers to turnovers, but I'm just saying Steph has more justification for his turnovers even though they're unacceptable, then collectively as a team, the amount of turnovers they have. Either way, it's not okay because the Kings are scoring off those turnovers. Other teams are scoring off those turnovers. And there's just no, just there's nothing you can say for them losing this game tonight. There were just, it was, it was sloppy play by the starters at the end. Maybe they were tired. I don't know what it was. You know, some of those shots stopped falling, you know, that they were making early. Losing GP2 more so than Chris Paul, I thought was like a very big blow to them in the game. Um, And then Kerr is insane. He's insane. Like we were just listening to Kerr's presser right before we started recording y'all i'm sorry i'm just realizing now i've been rambling for a really long time so i apologize justin i also haven't been here for a while y'all so bear with me we were listening to steve kerr right right before this and his justification his reasoning his rationale for why he took moses moody out the game who shot perfectly tonight from the field is that correct yes pretty sure all were they all threes oh he had a dunk oh that's right he did have a dunk um, and then he had two shots that were waved off that he also made. Okay. <laughs> and his answer for why he took him out was because they had to get Wiggins back in the game. Okay. There are other players you could have subbed him out for. I, I agree with you, Justin, that it should have been Loon. But even if you want to be like, okay, it's Clay. I mean, really the answer is Loon, so there is no other explanation. But the answer of that you wanted it to be the vets is ridiculous to me because this is what I'm saying, and this is part of the crux of our debate that we'll get to later, but that you and I were having. My issue with, with, with Steve Kerr and the whole Clay conversation is not that I think Clay should be benched because I don't think that, but I think different guys are playing well on different nights, right? Like we've talked about the fact that the number two is like not really one person. It's Clay one night, it's Wiggs one night, it's Dre one night, it's whatever, a combination. They're like two A, B, and C, right? But then there's nights that like a night like this, when like Moody has it going and like every shot is falling. Like if one of your starters, and Clay wasn't bad tonight, so I'm not suggesting that, but if one of your veterans doesn't have it going, to me, it should be okay to say, I'm going to go and ride the hot hand of this guy who was playing well tonight. And that should be okay. The only person to me that it's never really okay to to not play is Steph and probably Draymond. Probably. Probably those two. Steph definitely, and I think probably Draymond. Maybe Wiggs, I'm not sure. For defensive purposes, not really because of his offense, but he's gone several nights without playing Wiggs and benching him if Kaminga had it going. So it's like if you can do that and say, well, I'm going to put Kaminga in for 
Andrew, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't know why that can't be done to Clay. So that we'll get to the Clay discussion, but so just, but you had Loon right there and you could have gone small. So to me, you had options. Andrew was playing well tonight and you wanted him for defense. So I agree, Andrew should have came back in. But to me, you had all alternatives for who you should have subbed out. But I think everybody's in agreement that Moody should not have come out the game, you know? And your answer is a dumbass answer. It's dumb. All right, yeah. I'm gonna stop now because I've been going on for a long time and I apologize. No, you're good. I completely agree. Um, I would have took Loon out. Like the Kings aren't a huge team, right? They play Sabonis and they play four guards. He only had four rebounds tonight, too, because someone said, like, oh, you know, Bloom was playing well and we would have got killed on the glass. I'm like, he had four rebounds. Clay had like 10 or something like that. Yeah. So it, it wasn't what. I mean, it's just time and situation. Like, Bloom didn't play bad, I don't think. It's just that point in the game, it made more sense to go with more offense around Steph, not just screening because they were just trapping him anyway. So you need four guys who can make a play with the ball in their hands. Um, right. we'll Steph 30 and also give him some space. Give him space. If you put, for some reason, Kerr is allergic to playing both Clay and Moody at the same time, despite those two being his only two wings that can consistently hit threes, right? Wiggins is finding his, his rhythm back again, but Moody and Clay are shooters, right? Wiggins is a slasher who can hit an open shot, but, He's not a shooter, and teams don't guard him as a shooter, but they guard Clay and Moody like it, right? So it just makes more sense to play both of your shooters at the same time. And like we were just saying, like, Loon, like, they didn't really need Loon on the glass as much today, right? Like, he didn't have to have a 20-rebound game for him to win this game. He plays solid basketball, but foot speed isn't really there. Like, they're playing, like I said, Sabonis and four guards. Malik Monk is getting to the rim at will they spreading out they got um Fusenko in there who's just knocking down threes you need mobility on the court you need wings and and guards with athleticism on the court to close out on these players or else they're just going to get open shots um and then obviously on the offensive end he was red hot like even the two shots that weren't that didn't count he switched them like so clearly he was just feeling his shot like right so I'm sure everybody else on the court felt that energy as well so he would have been guarded like he was red hot, which opens right. the floor for everybody else. And if they don't guard him that way, he's knocking the shot down. So this is a clear error from Steve, which there's been plenty of those this season so far. I think, I mean, going, I mean, I mean, we just, I'm just talking about this season, but going, going with JK early in the game, sure, give him his, his early run wasn't great this wasn't game. Wasn't playing well. Could have pulled him early for Moody. Much Moody, earlier, yes. Moody didn't play until the second quarter, like deep into the second quarter. Like he's been one of your best players all season. I just don't understand that. He can play multiple positions, so it's not even a positional thing. Just literally this guy, just something about Moody, he just doesn't doesn't want to lean into right now. And it's just it's costing this team possessions. It's costing this team quarters, which is ultimately costing this team games. And, yeah, like – that's just super big error. I mean, I think overall for the game, I think Stephen third quarter was the killer, and third quarter is supposed to be their quarter. The third quarter was third quarter was a killer. The refs mm -hmm. did not help them at all that quarter. They didn't play well, but at the same time, it was a free throw fest that entire quarter. It was just bad, a bad watch there. And then yeah. I think ultimately, Steph and Dre just did not play well in the fourth quarter. Dre yeah. got that technical, which cascaded was led was kind of fed into the king's run 
and then Steph with the turnovers and you know not making shots and stuff like that. So it happens. It is what it is. Yeah, they were 54 fouls called in that game. I think it was 72 free throws or something like that taken. Just nasty, nasty. Who wants to watch that? Nobody. But, yeah, meltdown, late game meltdown. Just sloppiness, just sloppiness and carelessness. And the rope, because I don't like the word leash, but, like, Dre has none with me, none. Okay, none. Um, so it's like you and I were tweeting back and forth during the game because I was annoyed. I was annoyed by his actions. It's like, okay, yeah. First of all, I w- I agreed with Kerr when he was like, get off the floor and get back and run back. Like, get off the damn floor, Draymond. Like, whether people think you flopped or not, like, I don't believe you're that hurt. And like... Now they're playing four and five. Like, get back. You laying on the floor, staying down there. So from that point, I got annoyed. I was like, get off the fucking floor. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> so when I saw, like, Kerr was like, get up and tell him to get back, I was happy about that. Right? So that, like, annoyed me. Then, you know, like, you get upset. You're already now annoyed because, like, you didn't get the call. So now you're, you're being extra and you're going at the ref. And you already know, you already know how they do. You already see this is a game where mad fouls and things are being called. So you pick up a tech as though y'all can afford to be given away points, right? We know there's something to be playing for, right? So you 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 give up the tech. Then so you give up points. Then you you do another stupid foul. And yes, at that point, it didn't result in, um, I think it was on Monk, I can't remember who. It didn't result at that moment in in free throws, but you're just leading to the foul total that ultimately will put them over the limit, it right? I'm taking out of the game. Yes, it's just like, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Like, you're just not gonna convince me. This guy, like, I'm just over him. It just doesn't make sense, the things that you do to like hurt the team. Like y'all just don't have the same margin of error to do this shit. You don't. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. They play as if they can just turn it on and blow a team out in in a matter of three minutes, four minutes, like they used to be able to. And it's like, no, you need to put together 48 minutes of sound basketball. And this is part of the reason why they brought CP3 in. It wasn't just to replace Jordan. It was because these dudes, are sometimes too reckless at this point, right? Like y'all got you're you're not in your prime anymore. Like you're at the end of your primes, right? You're not the, like you said, the margin of error is not the same. You have to play solid basketball consistently. And this is why they went seven with the Kings in the playoffs last year. Right. Doing dumb stuff. When you when they played serious in game seven and didn't turn the ball over and played solid defense, didn't have all these stupid mistakes, they beat them by 20. Like they were beating them by 20 tonight when they were doing those things. Then they started just doing anything, throwing the ball away, fouling for no reason, trying to show up the refs. The refs definitely took the game over, but at the same time, you fed into it and then made it even worse. Right? So now they the Kings got all momentum at home. They got randoms coming in the game, hitting threes. I mean, for Senko's a shooter, but. And how many games below 500 are the Warriors right now? Uh, two, I believe. They're eight and ten. 
you know, would have been a perfect opportunity to take, you know, I mean, obviously they lost CP3 and Gary. Hopefully they're not missing time extended, but this is the first game, everybody back all healthy again and playing. And it was looking like, okay, you know, this is what they're supposed to look like. And then it was just same old Warriors. I mean, CP was limping pretty badly. Like even when they showed him during the commercial break and Gary was like, didn't he punch something? Wasn't that the reporting? Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's a calf. So in general with calves, you always want to be careful. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I think that the team would be fine without those two players in particular, even though Gary's a game changer, like he's a dynamic player. But what he does, I think, you know, can be supplemented by Moses Moody. And I think, you know, CP3, you know, him being out doesn't hurt too much. I just got to play 48 minutes of smart basketball. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be playoff intensity and playoff focus. But some of the stuff they do is just like, what are we, what are we doing? Like, yeah, I'm mad aggravated. Some of the turnovers, like, what are we doing? It's it's really it's really ridiculous. People the other day were arguing with me because I said, um, I'm like, I said something, I don't remember how I phrased it or what, but I basically was said like the Warriors don't care about the playing tournament like that. The goal is, you know, a championship. And I got so much pushback. I don't know about that because they said this and they said that. I said, that's all nice. But I said, they don't care about it like the way they care about trying to win a championship. Now, that doesn't mean that they will. But I'm just saying, I was just like, the injury that Seth had earlier in the season, if that would have occurred during the playoffs or the finals, he's playing. Mm-hmm. They're not sitting him. I said, Draymond, granted, maybe he didn't know that he was going to be suspended for five games. But, like, I think I have to. Actually, I don't even know. I don't even know with him. But I want to believe that if it was the finals, that he wouldn't choke Rudy Gobert like that because you know that you're right. So that's what I'm just saying. It's just like some of the things that they do, it's not so much that I think when I say they don't care, I don't mean that they're not interested in playing in it and doing it. But what I mean, it's not the same level of like importance to them that like a championship is. And, but I know that they were trying to use it as a way to sort of like have something to, you know, go for and and stuff like that. You know, Steph mentioned him and CP talked about it. And, you know, like Gary, like they got the the check-in today and knew like they needed to win by 12. And they seemed really focused early in the game. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was just like legs, if they were tired. You know, like I said, losing Gary was like a big blow because that's like part of their defense. And he could have helped to probably get some stops, um, some takeaways so they could get some fast breaks and stuff like that, you know? And he was helping a lot with like his rebounds and athleticism and stuff tonight. Mm-hmm. So definitely miss, but um, I don't know. I, I truly, I don't get it. I, I don't get it, but it's annoying to watch. I believe this team is better as in talent 
than last year's team. Mm -hmm. You said something interesting on the timeline fairly recently, but you you talked about the fact that like it's not as much high-end talent, but they have more talent in terms of like how many people can actually play. And so balancing that is like hard or something like that for Steve Carr as current. Again, I'm paraphrasing. It's hard for him. It shouldn't be that hard, but it's hard for him apparently. I've been telling you for years this man is mid, and y'all been trying to tell me he's a good coach. I've been telling y'all. Like, I've been telling y'all. He's a people manager, apparently. That's what I'm told. Um, I guess if that's the skill that you value the most in coaching, then hey. But when it comes to X's and O's, managing lineups, change, like this, he has not demonstrated that he's good at any of this ever in the entire time he has been here. He has not done. Okay. <laughs> when? I mean, they won four championships. They won but four. They, yes, but they won four championships in spite of him. They won it because they were uber talented. Yes, absolutely. That is why. The man put Festus Azili—Festus Azili on the court in Game Seven of 2016. I mean, that... without flaws, right? They lost it. No, 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 no. They no lost. One is, no, no one is without flaws, but he repeats the same things over and over. Like when Pop made the mistake of not having Tim Duncan on the floor. One, he owned it and said he would never do something like that again, and he didn't. But this. This man, he does the same fucking thing over and over and over again. They're all in the same vein. And y'all sit up here and defend it. I'm not defending it. I refuse to. He is good at best. He is good at best. And I've been saying that. And he is so fucking lucky that he's had Steph Curry. He is. Because it 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 makes people believe he is better than he is. He could never, he could never have the success that Eric Spolstra had, ever. Like, Eric Spolstra would probably be undefeated if he was the coach this whole time. Like, I believe they win in 2016. I believe in other years. I believe that year that was that without Clay. I believe they go further. I believe all this, um, we're not chasing wins. None of that bullshit happens. Could be. And what's what's the what's the guy he wanted to keep on the floor because he he's he's good at managing them, getting things in order. What did he say? Who was that guy two years ago? It just drove me crazy. Yeah, the one Brad who they finally yeah, yes, yes. Brad Wanamaker, remember him? He was his obsession with Brad Wanamaker, his obsession with evil Steph, his now <laughs> apparent obsession with Corey Joseph. Like he his his obsession with the one who shall not be named from last year, who has charges out there against him. This man is an insane person. He is not a rational person, and y'all defend it, and I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. He's <laughs> not a rational person. Yeah, I'm not in the defending Kerr mood right now. So. It's indefensible. It's indefensible. <laughs> You're just finally starting to come to me. But you see, it takes you longer to get there because it always comes off like I'm being like irrational or whatever it is. And I'm fine. I'll take that. But like you're eventually, by the end of this, 
And by the end of this, I don't mean this season. I just mean by the end of all of this, you're going to be there with me, Justin. Because there's going to be more bullshit that comes. This is this is not that. There's going to be more. It could be, it could be a little washed. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> he was always washed. No, I don't think so. But... He absolutely was. Of course he was. He just had better assistance to cover. And he had Steph Curry. I mean, that's most, that's most Hall of Fame coaches, though. They have all-time great player, good coaching staff. Mm, yes, but somehow, Eric There's coaches like Spo who, you know, have made more with less talent and stuff like that. That's cool. But most it's, all, no, it's better than cool because... Spoh is an anomaly, though, like... I don't think he is. I just think he's actually what a really good coach is. That's all. Mike Malone is a really good coach, too. He is Jokic. But he was really good before that. He was okay. Yeah, he was good. He was okay before that. But I mean, people talk about Mike, too, like how he only plays his starters all together and then plays all bench lineups and they get murdered. And then Jokic comes in and saves the day. You know what I mean? Like, you know, pop is that now? Because their bench last yeah. year was really good. Their bench was terrible last year in the regular season. Hmm. Okay. It was just, I mean, their starters are they like the best starters. So, hmm. yeah. I would take him dunking for twenty years. I would take White Mike. Who was White Mike? Oh, <laughs> 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 hmm? you got the New York bias. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. You know, Pop is actually a good coach too. I do understand that he had Tim Duncan, but these are these are people who I know are actual good coaches. Yeah, I mean, they've demonstrated the ability to still be competitive and do less with more. Steve Kerr, it's always if I don't have this, 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 and this, then we're just gonna suck. That is not good to me. That is not his inadaptability. I don't even know if that's a word. Makes him. To me, not good. He just, yeah, this season, need, I, I can't argue. Perfect, this season, he's been. If you need it to be perfect for you to like do anything, it's like, come on, bro. What is your problem? What is your <laughs> fucking problem? Yeah. Mediocre. Been on it. He ain't been on it this season. Not just this season. I won't let you do that. Not just this season. He was on in 2022. I'd give him that 2022 for sure. He had good assistance, but he was on in 2022 for sure. I give him that. Conveniently when the assistants were there. <laughs> By the way, this is a man who did not believe that they could beat the Celtics, but whatever. Well, this is a man who doesn't even believe in his own star player. He doesn't think that he can ever be in the conversation of best player. And you're telling me this is a good coach. He doesn't even recognize, and that's not me exaggerating. He doesn't recognize the player that he has. Literally, we know that. Like he's, <laughs> when, when asked about Steph, he said, no, he can't be in the conversation with players like Kevin Durant and Kawhi. This is what he said. Now I understand the I understand the philosophical differences. I do. I do. But he coaches Stephen Curry. He coaches him, sees him up close. 
And still that's his assessment. Bro, that's not a good coach. You're never convincing me. It's a fucking clown. Hey. Uh, like I said, I ain't in this event That's like a guidance counselor who tells you, you can't go to this college. You can't do this. You don't have the potential for that. That's what he is. <laughs> I don't think we'd be very good if we ran a lot of pick and roll. Like, this man says so many stupid things that are not accurate. Just like he tried to gaslight us on Moses Moody. I really need to understand what is it in the brain of people who defend him? And I know you're not in the defending mood right now, but tell me, because you're you're definitely a, smart, a smarter basketball mind than me. I can see that. I know that. But I just, these are not rational things. He does not say rational things. In fact, he says stupid things. And I'm trying my hardest because it is, it's quite offensive to be someone who has not played and then say like a person who's played professionally does stupid things and says stupid things, but he does. He actually says stupid things. Yeah. He's a, he's a master of gaslighting. He's always a, we'll take the brain. This is on me. Yada, 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 but you don't really do anything differently when the situation calls for it. Yeah. Ind indefensible. This year, this this game. I always love how the the big adjustment in 2016 was just play your five best players. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like oh, someone had the idea. Like, what if we bring Andre? <laughs> you know, the fact that one he needed someone to tell him that, but two, it's like just play your five <laughs> best guys. Like, what are we doing, man? Like, I I have. I'm sorry. It's it's from me working in corporate America. But I have a complex with like mediocre men <laughs> and being told that they are greater than they are. He's not, he's not even great. He's not, I will never give him more than good. He's good sometimes. He's good sometimes. Sporadically. Sporadic. Sporadically good. Yeah. And, you know, there's going to be all those goofies out there who's like, yeah, 24-point lead, and this and that, you're blaming the coach. I'm not. I'm not solely blaming the coach because I started with Drayvon and Steph. But I'm just saying that um, Moses Moody was right there. He was right there. Yeah, a big reason they lost his lead is definitely Steve's fault. But it, he wasn't the only person at fault. But he definitely was not faultless. No, he he deserves a large portion of the blame. For sure. Play your best players, dude. And and even at the times when he chose to rest players and things like that, like you see the lead dwindling and mm -hmm. you see it going down, you do things to stop the run. Mm -hmm. You make adjustments to change that. Yeah. I will say, I mean, the like he could have called a timeout, but he didn't have many more because of Gary injury. No, I get, I definitely get that. He definitely could have did other things too. I definitely get that. I I didn't think that he should have used the challenge on Steph. I know I was just online the other day saying like he never like goes for Steph, and I get why he did it, but it just like I knew that wasn't being overturned. I thought yeah. that was ridiculous because it's like. 
even if you want to say Steph kicked out, he didn't make contact with the person. So like there was no foul, like you're penalizing him for a foul that did not occur. Right. But what I did see to me was that the defender did not give him room to land. I saw that. Um, I don't understand why that's okay. Like regardless of whether he kicked out his foot, he definitely was still in his landing space. Yes. And I, and I want to say they called the foul because Steph landed on him and then Fusenko tried to like move, but Steph's weight was on his foot. So he, he clipped himself up and just fell over and they call a foul on Steph. It's like the dude fell over because he's under Steph's foot. How is that not a foul on him? So I'm saying, the, I mean, the refs were just absolutely horrible. It took away six points from the Warriors on Moses Moody. Um, just the ridiculousness of like Steph going up and like having three bodies around him and y'all saying no one fouled him. Like, so he just I don't continues. even know what him, but he fouled <laughs> someone else. He fouled them. I mean, it's just insanity. Like, like, come on, man. Come on, man. But um, yeah, they can't feed into that. I mean, I think the Dario at the five thing needs to end. That's a Kerr thing. It's a layup line when he's at the five. You knew that coming into this season. Right. Play him next to Draymond. Right. I think that's a very clear, easy thing to do. Or just play Trace Jackson Davis. Right. He didn't have a good game his last game, but you can keep going to him and see what he gives you. He played well against the Kings last time he played against them. So why not go to him again? Right. <laughs> How many times I have to tell um, you that? Moses Moody should have been playing way more. He should play in every single quarter of the game. He should not start his minutes in the second quarter after 12 minutes of basketball have passed. This doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Um, yeah, so yeah, lineups and rotations have been just bad for Steve. Is there anything else we need to say about this game? Shout out to Andrew Wiggins. They continue to waste your good games. But I think he, I think he's mostly back. I know like the last game wasn't like great. And again, I don't need Wiggs to put up like the output that he did tonight for me to consider it a good game, but he's just being aggressive. He's, you know, like even on that last possession when he defended a monk, I thought it was solid defense. Monk just hit a incredibly tough shot. Yeah. He had some, some like lucky. We have all the momentum. We're at home shot to shot. Mm Mm-hmm. Wiggins was pretty good. I think, I mean, I think both Wiggins and Clay were fine. Like, Wiggins probably had a, a, a definitely a better game. He had 29 points, 10 rebounds. Clay had 20 points and nine rebounds. I mean, that's the type of stuff they need from them, too. Yeah. And I wasn't even suggesting that Clay wasn't bad. It's just that, like, I feel like Clay has had moments this season where Wiggins yeah. has had much less. So it's crazy. It's crazy because Wiggins, the other Wiggins game like this, they lose in heartbreak fashion pretty much. Not at the buzzer, but like, yeah, because when he hit that three, they should have won. And then, mm-hmm. but oh no, we we want to be cute and not follow up to another decision by Kerr, the 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 coach who y'all tried to tell me is good, and he will do it again. That's the thing; he will do that again. He will do that again this season, and he will continue to do it because he does not believe in fouling up three. This is the shit I'm talking about. A little dumb stuff like that, yeah. Little dumb stuff. Okay. But Wait, yeah. so- Wait till it costs them a playoff game, or even worse. Yeah, I mean, I think overall Wiggins and Clay were good. Moody was good, right? Those three wings, Gary was good. All their wings were good. 
and they looked amazing for the majority of this game. Steph was bad in the fourth. Draymond was bad in the fourth. Looney played too much. Dario at the five, not a good idea. Kaminga wasn't good. CP3 and Gary are pretty fragile, as we already knew. We knew it was coming at some point in the season. Hopefully they're not, they're not out too long. And yeah. His obsession with vets is stupid. It is. Specifically for this iteration of the Warriors, right? They need the youth. They need the athleticism. And at this point, nobody there. there's no vet that's coming in. Like Chris Paul is who he is, right? He's not getting better, right? He's trying to maintain what he already is right now and not decline. So he's not drastically changing your ceiling. He's more of a floor raiser. The guys who change your ceiling are the, you know, Moody's, the Kamingas, those type of players. I mean, Wiggins is in his, his peak, his prime right now. So he should be consistently playing near this level, not quite like this, 30 and 10, but like, getting close to that, you know, 20 and playing great defense, stuff like that. But the Moody's and the Kamingas and those type of players, the younger players with that pop, those are the players that's going to take your team over the top. You know, you're not going to get consistently elite play from your vets because they're older. Like they're going to be good. Sometimes they're going to be old sometimes. Like this is what it is. So, and then you're going to need your young players at the end of the season. So taking Moody out of situations like this where he can learn in real time while he's playing well, can't it can't hurt, it can't help your team. It doesn't help your team at all. But if you play him in those moments, he plays well. He gets that confidence in these high-stakes moments against good teams. He learns on the fly against these good teams. Then later on, when you may need him in a playoff game or you may need him late in the season, Whatever the case may be, he's ready. He understands what he needs to do. He's not out there making young player mistakes. But Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Instead, he gets taken out of the game after hitting four shots in a row. 
But yeah, that's all I got for this game. Um, one note though, which I think is important is you've been, Kaminga wasn't good tonight, but in general, you've been talking about the fact that he's misused. Mm -hmm. Still think so. He definitely was this game. Do you want to explain that to people? Yeah. So I think this is another Kerr error right here. That second unit lineup early in the season was pretty good because they just caused a lot of turnovers and got out in transition. But in the half court, it's a pretty nasty lineup. Steph, I mean, it's not Steph. It's CP3, Moody, Kaminga, Gary, and Dario. The adjustment that Steve made was just switching Moody out for Clay, which doesn't really change much because you still have the spacing issues with JK and Gary. And the, the issue is CP3 and Dario run their pick and roll. Dario has no scoring gravity. So, like, he doesn't pull people away from the rim, and he doesn't pull people towards the rim. So he doesn't create a shot for Chris Paul. Chris Paul doesn't get open in this situation. <laughs> they just switch it, and Chris Paul can't create separation. Meanwhile, J.K. and Gary are just spaced out in the corners as if they're knockdown corner shooters when they're not. So the ball gets passed to them, and they either, they either hesitate to shoot it and then dribble into traffic because guys are just waiting for them to drive because they know they're not shooters, or they shoot it and miss. Meanwhile, either Clay or Moody, whoever that spacer is, just never gets open because whoever is on them just stays on them because they know they don't have to help anywhere because no one else can create an advantage. It's just bad. Now, if you do this and just say, okay, let's put Dario in the corner instead of JK and let's JK run the screen and roll, maybe he can get JK going downhill and get some finish at the basket, or he can draw some fouls. Or he can roll to the basket and pull his pull multiple guys with him. And CP3 can finally get an open mid-range. I don't know. Maybe you should not play Gary in that lineup altogether and just play Clay and Moody there. So you have two spacers, well, three if you have Dario spacing. <laughs> so you have a pick and roll with J.K. and Chris Paul and three legit spacers. That makes more sense than pick and roll with CP3 and Dario where nobody gets open and then, like, only one spacer. So that's that's what I think they should more do. More coaching, more coaching. <laughs> That's what Steph I think. And then, and then it, it opens up more opportunity for Gary to play with Steph, which obviously is a very electric duo. Gary is a playmaker on defense. Steph is obviously a playmaker on offense, especially when you put them next to Draymond, who connects all these plays and gets them out in transition, all type of stuff. They blitz teams when it's those three on the court at the same time. But GP2 has been like, married to cp3 in the rotation for some reason so thanks steve <laughs> people people you don't understand how many this season some start last season it actually started in the summer with team usa and people were like man I get now what Warriors fans were saying. You know how many tweets I got? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I see. Ah, Y'all starting to see the light? Mm -hmm. mm. All right. We're going to leave this.
We're going to leave this. I have nothing else to say about this game. You have nothing else to say about this game. But I don't love it when me and Justin fight. So even though we never... <laughs> We never let it get we never let it get too bad, but we need to hash out our differences here so that people can see that we're good and come to an understanding. <laughs> what are you laughing at? What's so funny? You talking about a fight. I mean, it's a little Twitter disagreement. No biggie. It's just discourse. People don't understand how you can have a healthy discourse and disagreement on Twitter. <laughs> No, they don't. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 